Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magali on a Journey. I'm your host, Magali Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode. This week is a solo, and we're talking about a lot of different things. First, I'm going to catch you up a little bit on the trip to London and um, yeah, some of the revelations I had, which some of them I've already shared on my newsletter. I'm going to talk about the fact that Rose left a camp today and whether or not I successfully didn't work with him. <laughs> if you have listened to our marriage roundup episode, which came out two weeks ago, uh, you will know what I'm hinting at there. And then I want to give you kind of a life update on all my gut health journey. And if you've been there here for a while or following on social media, or just around in my network, you know that this is something that I've been struggling with since 2018, 2019. Um, So it's been a journey. There's been so many beautiful learnings throughout. And yeah, we're also going to touch a little on addiction, letting go of vices. I recently listened to, I love Organic Olivia's podcast and recently listened to um, her dopamine episode and it just kind of brought up some new things for me. So I'm excited to share that with you all. Um, Before we get started, if you are enjoying this podcast, please rate and review. If you send me a little screenshot of your review, and email it to unlockyourvitality at gmail.com. I will send you a gut health and healing ebook. It has a beautiful bone broth recipe as well as three other recipes in which to add your bone broth. And it talks about why bone broth is so healing to the gut. So if you want to do that, or if you want to share the podcast with a friend, that is truly the best way to support the show and just continue to spread unlocking your vitality to those around you. All right, my friends, let's get started. So this trip to London, if you aren't already aware, I just came back a little less than a week ago. I was on a whirlwind, (laughs) super quick London trip, London and Oxford. Um, A family member was getting married in Oxford. And um, I used to live in London. So if you don't know, I did my undergrad just outside of London at Royal Holloway. It's like a 40-minute train southwest of London. And then I worked for two years uh, in the city. I lived in East London. I kind of remembered like by walking through the streets just the ideal setup that I had because I was living in an apartment with a roommate. And we lived literally an eight minute walk from my work, which if you've been to London, you know how big of a city it is. If you are working in London, you know that it is quite the large city and that usually commute is like half an hour, 45 minutes. Like that's pretty normal. So yeah, just kind of remembering how lucky I got in that situation and how it was such a beautiful time. I. I think there was a few different things that happened while I was there. One, 
uh, originally I didn't think that I was going to make it to this wedding. Um, and so kind of last minute was able to go, which meant that Raul was actually not able to come with me because his brother was visiting us during that time since we hadn't planned to originally travel. And so him not going meant that it was, I mean, he's been to London, but it's, he hasn't seen a ton of it. And so if he had come, it would have definitely also been like just discovering the city more, doing some of the touristy things. And I decided to stay in the area that I used to live. So if you're familiar with London, that's yeah, in East London, Shoreditch. And it was so nice to, I mean... (laughs) Going back to the episode that we, um, our love unscripted episode, um, which is episode 28, I believe it was so good to be able to walk around and feel just my independence again. We talked about in that episode, the importance of each of us doing our own thing. And even though we had just come back from like the most beautiful uh, one year celebration in Yosemite backpacking. Like it's a trip that brought us a lot closer together that helped us, I don't know, just reconnect with each other. And so leaving this time felt really hard. Like part of me was so excited to go and see family. And then the other part of me, um, was sad to let him go. And I, as soon as I landed there, I was like, right, this is why I need to continue to do these things. I don't know if any of you watched just like that, uh, which is like the new series of Sex in the City. Charlotte, who is a mom and wife and kind of like, I don't know, I think the, maybe the picture perfect of like, she's always there for her kids, always there for her husband. She starts working again. And then after she has drinks after work one night and gets a little drunk and then comes back and is like, I had a life before you <laughs> talking to her kids and her husband. And I think that I've seen around me a lot of people shift into, yeah, really into becoming that unit or then once having kids really living their life through their kids. And I don't have kids yet. This is like no judgment. I have no idea how I'm going to be as a mother. You know, there's a lot that I can only speak from the experience that I'm having right now. And even from just that experience, I see myself, yeah, easily kind of diving into the unit, into our life together, which is beautiful. And I love continuing to create that. And London was a place where there was a lot of things that happened. I had my first really big heartbreak with my first love. I had, you know, my first real job, the dating life as like a single 20 three 21 year old something like that girl in London like there was really big important phases of my life that happened there and I think going back there and reliving some of these things was like oh right this is just like I'm remembering who I was way before I was married or you know in the situation that I am now and just reconnecting with that girl obviously one was just like giving her a lot of love and like there were so many moments that were so difficult when I I mean any 21 to 23 year old will know and also I think I was just able to see so clearly the work that I've done and the amount of yeah like re I don't even know rebirth is the word that comes to mind of there is like the essence of that girl that I could feel and that's still here. And it was such a good reminder of like, hey, I'm still here. 
and let's continue to feed the Magali that, you know, the essence of Magali. And let's not forget to do that when we're in our day-to-day routine and in our marriage. And then there was also the other part of like, oh my gosh, this girl was struggling and there's so much growth and learning and beautiful development that has happened since. And so I think there is something for me about traveling back into a place, especially because I've moved around my whole life. And so actually, like when I land in a place or when I'm walking around, I can really remember certain things that I don't normally think about or that are not just very, I guess, obvious and that just don't come up, I think, in day to day life. And so being in the place physically is such a beautiful way to see that. And it was just a really nice and a confirmation of the work that I'm doing. I was speaking with a friend the other day and I was telling her like at the very beginning of this self-discovery and maybe spiritual awakening work, I remember being like telling Raul, this is so hard. Like sometimes I just wish that I could close my eyes and go back to before I started this work, before the pain, before knowing, before seeing all these things. And then now it's like, oh my gosh, no, it's so clear that that was just such a beautiful part of my life, even though there was some parts that were really painful throughout it. But London is just such a fun city. I think if you ever have the opportunity, if you live there, I love that for you. It was so good for me to reconnect with like old work friends, to reconnect with all Scythe and Actus friends. And just, yeah, it was really, really quick. It was kind of a super fast turnaround. I didn't get to see everybody. And it was just a beautiful time. And then the wedding was so magical. Um, there were so many scenes throughout the wedding that if you're a fan of Harry Potter, um, were, were scenes that were filmed. So like the bathroom scenes were filmed in the hall that they had the wedding or the reception, sorry. It was just so beautiful. And then there's something funny that came out for me is that a lot of the people present at the wedding had like PhDs or you know, it was mentioned a few times, like, this is probably the smartest wedding we've ever been to, or we've ever been a part of and things like that. And it's so interesting, because I think five years ago or so, I might have felt a bit out of place, or I would have questioned kind of like my self worth and self esteem and wondered like, oh, am I good enough to be here? Or I don't know if those exact thoughts, but just kind of like, oh, wow, like very impressed, I think. And it was so interesting for me to realize that actually I could look around and, you know, I'm like, it's kind of one of the first really big events where I don't know everybody, obviously, where there's a lot of people that I'm meeting, where I am introducing myself as a vitality coach or a holistic health coach and a Reiki healer. Also to people who are very much in like an academic science-based work. And it was so interesting because first of all, I had beautiful conversations with, I think social media continues to put us at different extremes and thinking like, especially if you're in holistic health, thinking, you know, that anything Western medicine related or anybody that is like very deep in science-backed work, that we're like sitting at opposite ends of the spectrum. Whereas actually there is so much more that we have in common and where I had this beautiful conversation with one woman and we were saying how, you know, our work is so complimentary and working together. 
in this is so important and just really seeing the benefit of each side. And so that was really, really beautiful. And just, I think it's one of the first times in a long time that I was really like owning what I was doing and, and that the work that I do, and I actually talked about this in therapy, I could have worded it a lot of different ways, right? I could have said like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And actually people who know me, who introduced me to other people would introduce me in that way. And it was interesting because yeah, there is this thing of like being an entrepreneur has a different kind of status than a Reiki healer, which is so interesting and just didn't really care about anymore. Like something about titles I used to be very, very attached to. And yeah, it doesn't really feel that way anymore. And I am an entrepreneur. Like When you say I'm an entrepreneur, it, it doesn't like really explain the work or I would have to then be like, yeah, and I do coaching, blah, blah, blah. So um, yeah, it was just interesting. And also because people know me as a social or knew me as a social entrepreneur or tech startup entrepreneur for, you know, six, seven years of my life. And I also noticed the difference of like, when I used to say that the yeah reaction of like, or wow, or like people being really impressed. Whereas now, I think people are curious because I think a lot of people don't actually know what it is. And so ask questions. Um, but yeah, it was just really interesting to see these different reactions and actually how they don't affect me. And I'm able to more like being an observer of them. It was really, really interesting. It was also just so beautiful to hang out with um, my little nieces and nephews and spend time with my siblings and my parents. And I posted this video on my social media, um, dancing with my dad, which was so fun. Yeah, there is this part of the French culture where you learn how to dance. We call it rock, like rock and roll kind of. And you can really dance it to any song. The equivalent here is like kind of swing dancing-ish. And it's something that in French culture, a lot of people are like brought up dancing and doing. And I think it's actually getting a little lost. One of my nephews who's in his teens, like who's a teenager, was like through his mom, I found out I um, really wanted to learn how to dance that, but it's like not really a thing as much anymore. Like it's a little bit of something that we're, we might be losing. Yeah, it was so much fun. And it was so fun also to do that a year after getting married. And it was just a beautiful, very healing uh, time. I think partly being in, with family, partly the fact that it was uh, in a place I used to live. And also doing it on my own. I think that was one of the biggest learnings of like, actually, I basically did this a year after my first solo trip to Porto, which if you want to hear all about it, you can listen to, I can't remember which episode, um, <laughs> but one of the episodes, uh, I talk a lot about it because right after getting married, after our honeymoon, I decided to go on a solo trip and it was the best thing I ever did. And yeah, who knows how this will continue to evolve as we grow into our marriage and eventually build a family. But for me, it was just a really big, important moment of like, right, I'm a whole person. And I was a whole person before getting into this relationship. And I, yeah, need to continue to do it. And it was like one of the poems that we chose in our wedding ceremony even talked about that of like each pillar of the temple, I'm paraphrasing, but something around the fact that each pillar of the temple stands as its own foundation to then like have the roof, hold the roof together. So it's just an important continuous reminder that I am 
also sharing as a maybe as a way to oh my gosh there's this little hummingbird that just came almost flew into my window I have to say I have been seeing hummingbirds everywhere I also am seeing 111 everywhere when I mean everywhere it's like actually recording this podcast when it, when it was 11 minutes and 11 seconds is like the time that I looked at the time even though I never do every time I look at my phone or whenever I'm I don't know cooking and then there is the oven like if I put a timer on or just a time I'm also seeing it in parking spots in just random signs yeah and I've been looking up the symbology no sim <laughs> the numerology symbolism maybe that's the word I'm looking for I think and it really is all about the fact that you're on the right path I've been seeing it since going to the Wisdom 2.0 conference, which I believe was April or May. So yeah, it's been quite some months now, but it's like this beautiful little angel number reminder that I'm on the right path. I'm curious if you have any numbers that you see repeatedly. Definitely let me know on Instagram. I would love to know and to know what you think they mean for you. Okay, so the next topic I really want to talk about is the fact that Earl's off to camp. He actually just left a little bit ago. I'm recording this on Monday. Uh, normally, I record this the week before. This is just how it happened <laughs> today or this week. But one of the things that we decided and we talk at length in our uh, one-year marriage podcast roundup is the fact that I'm no longer working with him and Eco Experience. And I mean, I'm not going to go over all the details again because we really talk about it a lot there. But this weekend was the kind of like pre-prep where a house is a warehouse and all these things and where usually I'm like super active with him and helping him. And so I can say that it was a success. <laughs> I did work on some things because I'm helping him create a system so that he really no longer needs me and he can completely delegate what I used to help him with. And so that's like our last little thing that we decided. And literally he's like, I want to contract you for this, you know, building a few things out for him to be able to fully rely on other people and to take this over. And so this time, basically people did it. I mean, there was some people that did kind of like halfway and then he did the other half. And then there was still a lot of things stored in our home, which he promises the last time. So we'll see. Um, but it's his last like big season or big month of camping until next spring, I think, are the next really big ones. Um, and then in between that, he does a lot of different like trips to Ecuador and also a lot of day things. Anyways. Yeah, I think it was really good. It was really good that it happened right after London and that trip and that remembering how important my independence is because, um, yeah, I think it was just positive that it coincided with those things for me to be like even firmer. And he was really good about it too. I had signed up to this like yoga women's event on Saturday, hung out with a friend through after all day. I took the ferry out. So like on the weekends, there aren't ferries as often. And so it's Usually if you go for the day, it's for the majority of the day. And it was perfect. It was also great to be in the city and fun to be in uh, different areas where I also used to live. Um, I shared this on all, also on Instagram and social media, but I had a little bit of, um, which actually this will lead us right into kind of last big topic that I want to talk about, which is my update on gut health. But I was with a friend and so we had arepas, which are these delicious Venezuelan 
Well, they have them in Colombia too, but this is a Venezuelan restaurant. These absolutely delicious arepas. If you don't know what they are, they're kind of like, you can compare them as tiny little pitas made out of corn and they get stuffed with a bunch of things. It's so delicious. And I got home and I was so insanely bloated and not feeling good. And I was really able to see how my mindset had shifted and that I was like, okay, let me just give my body what it needs. And so that was simply preparing soup for dinner that night. And it was putting on a castor oil pack. If you don't know what that is, castor oil is this amazing, amazing, potent oil that enables to help your or fast and your liver detoxification and just overall, or if you're not regular from a digestive perspective, it will really, really help you. And I use the Queen of Thrones ones, which is basically like this reusable, really large cotton pad that you put a little bit of oil on and then you wrap it around you and then you sleep with it. So that way it's on for like eight hours. And it's helped me a ton with bloating, but, and I've used it for, I think since end of 2020 now, um, I use it on and off. Also, if you're a menstruating woman, it can be really helpful during cramps. You shouldn't use it, they say, the first time on during your period, but it can be really, really helpful. And it's helped me a ton. And so I was like, all right, let me get my castor oil pack on. Let me make my dearest friend Mel and her company at Persimmon and Root has this amazing solar plexus tea that she did for you guys might remember one of my solar plexus events, one of our events that we did together. It was so delicious. This tea and also just like helps so much soothe the bloating and it's been kind of my go-to since then. And so yeah, did those few things and then it helped a lot. But to give you, I guess that gives you a little understanding that the bloating is still there. However, the mindset has really shifted or my mindset has really shifted. And so what that has been looking like is one, a lot of work in therapy around this. Also kind of a little bit of like a reflection on my own of how much I have been focusing on this, but also how much of my power I've been giving away. And my word of the year is intuition. And so I'm 100% sure that this is the path that I needed to be on. And all of these things are things that I'm discovering and, you know, through the different things I'm doing, but also really talk therapy has been a magical tool for me, as well as my Reiki master training. I will say that big, big things shifted since then, in terms of my gut and my relationship to food and all of that. But so what I've talked about before, and what um, actually there's two episodes that I did recently, One is with Grace Terrell, it's episode 27, and one is with Allison Cohen, it's last week's episode, episode 29. And what I like about these two conversations is that it's very different than other gut health uh, practitioners I've had on in that it looks at not just like, hey, here's a protocol on how to fix it. Because I've talked about this briefly before, but I think that I went from a Western medicine approach of like, okay, well, actually nothing worked to then a functional medicine approach, which was like, yeah, let's get to the root cause, but actually kind of replacing just the pills that you would have or like the, yeah, the drugs that you would get in, you know, the Western medicine system with herbal medicine. But at the end of the day, it was still like, and then following a certain protocol that is given by somebody else. And what that really did is, Actually, it did take my power away. It was making me, I did countless of elimination diets. And I know I've talked about this before, but this is like just a new level of realization of how much 
me giving my power away disconnected me myself with what really was going on inside and like doing this for a few years and not seeing changes. I mean, I will say there's so much that I have healed and that I believe this journey was meant to happen for a reason. And, you know, there are things that I'm still like a huge proponent of and all of that. And like, especially when things weren't working well, and then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go, I kind of went from like practitioner to practitioner, hoping that they had the answer. And it's funny, because the number one thing that I believe as a vitality coach is that each person has the answers within themselves, and we need to just help them find it. And of course, you know, there's experts and knowledge and all of these things. And and that can be really valuable. And I this year saw how I went from so much restriction for so many years that then I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. And then went completely the other way and actually started gaining quite a bit of weight. And then a few months ago was like, okay, this is also not working. Like me just like not caring and, you know, having sweets all the time and all of that is also not making me feel good and I'm gaining weight and I don't feel good about that. So what is the next step kind of thing? And this is where actually the Reiki master training, I saw a lot of things. I had a lot of visions around like coming back to whole foods as in, you know, really focusing on plants, animals, uh, things that are created from scratch, not like processed foods. Um, Not that I've ever eaten a lot of those, but I think I did have a big tendency of Instead of just going to get them, I'd be like, oh, I want a nice matcha. And I would get it at this place, which has the most amazing donuts, and then get a donut, even though I actually didn't want that. So then also looking at the relationship of what kind of, what part of me was being soothed by these different elements. And a big thing that that I realized through therapy or that I was able to uncover things to therapy and my amazing coach is that I was feeding different parts. So like, it was very much the archetype of the child that was like, wanting, you know, that chocolate. And, um, and then we also even went back to the way that food was restricted with me when I was a child. So something small, but in France, a lot of kids grew up eating Nutella, like bread and Nutella for breakfast at my generation. And I was never allowed that so much that it really became yeah it was like this thing that I was never allowed to do and I was told like if you go to sleepovers you're not allowed to do that and it's funny how this came out in therapy like I haven't thought about this in 20 years of that restriction and how restriction for me is really really triggering because of what the way that I was brought up and the strictness around it and so I was kind of repeating that with some of these health Uh, practitioners that were trying to help me get to the root cause of what it is. And then one of the things that Grace Terrell talked about um, in the episode with her on in episode 27 is how you also like, if you continue to keep looking, there's always going to be something. And so this is not to say like, screw everything and don't take care of your health. On the complete contrary, my journey now has been really tuning in and listening to my body and understanding and setting new kind of uh, parameters for myself. And so during the week, I'm really, really careful. And I plan my meals accordingly and take care of myself. And I like really enjoy it. And then on the weekend, I'm like, 
if I want to go out with friends and this is the food that's going to be like, I let myself the freedom and the flexibility. And it's really taking care of myself from a place of nourishment. And also times where I might want sweets or other things, asking myself like, wait, what do I really want? And sometimes it's a 10 minute nap. And sometimes it's a phone call with a girlfriend. And so it could be so many different things, a hug for my husband. So understanding like really what it is actually that I'm in need of and how I can give that to myself. And then also just feeling good about the way that it's happening during the week is translating into the weekend. I'm also seeing the different phases in my cycle and how that's being affected. I'm also tuning in more to the type of workouts. I've been doing reformer Pilates and it's been really fun and challenging. Oh my gosh, like starting something new, super out of my comfort zone, pushing myself out there, but it's been really beautiful. And then going to uh, yoga classes, I have a yoga studio walking distance from my house that I love going on really long walks and doing one run a week. That's kind of been my, um, what I'm going through right now. And I know the importance of weightlifting and I just really haven't been called to go to the gym. I think the reason is because it's been such beautiful weather that the idea of like going inside a place just doesn't work for me. And I know that I love the gym in the winter or even in the fall, like just when it gets colder out, but I've just been loving being able to do as many things outside as I can, even though the yoga studio and the Pilates studio is technically inside, like walking there gets me outside. And then I think for the Pilates one, it's just something so different and new and out of my comfort zone that I was really in need of. So yeah, it's been a really beautiful journey discovering and uncovering all of those things. We're having a lot of conversations around power and not yet at the stage where I can like fully uncover that and talk about it. I will as soon as I feel like it's a little bit more clear and I process and understood it a little more. I will say one of the other things that I mentioned is in the intro talking about addiction and letting go of vices. So Organic Olivia has this awesome podcast. It's called What's Juiced if you haven't heard it yet. And one of the episodes talked a lot about, she had an expert on talking about dopamine and it made me re-realize the way that I'm, yeah, very much like consuming, whether it's social media or shows or different things. And so one of the other things that I started is to uh, limit a lot of that throughout the week and then kind of be more lenient with some of these things on the weekend. And what's funny is a lot of times on the weekend, since there's like plans with people, there's a lot less desire for those things anyways, um, which has been really beautiful. And the other thing I've been doing is really committing to when I'm going on a walk, actually not listening to anything. Usually I listen to podcasts and things like that, but giving myself at least once a week where it's a long walk, like and at least, you know, usually an hour walk or something where I'm not listening to anything. I'm just being present looking at the beautiful trees, the different leaves, um, noticing the seasons change. This morning I went on a short one and I was able to see like it's a little colder. The sun, the way that it's rising is a little bit in a different spot. Um, Just kind of like getting glimpses of the seasons changing, even though we're end of August, but different kinds of blooms that are around. And yeah, just tuning in to being really present with what is around me and also with what is going on inside of me. And I know that I'm 
you know, lucky to be able to have the time to do these things. I think a lot of times when I share my journey, I think about whether it's people around me who feel like they have a really, really busy life. And I don't want ever these kinds of episodes to make you feel like, oh, it's easy, but like, I can't do that. And I remember being in a situation where I was like, I want that and I can't have it. And it's so hard. And then eventually finding the way to have it. So I'm not saying that this is easy at all. It took me two and a half years. And I think just listening to your intuition, if there is a pool saying like, well, that's so easy. And I wish I had that. Maybe there's something to unlock there um, or to see in a different light. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for being here. I wanted to also give you a little update on the different offerings and things and how things have changed. I am I'll add the links here, but I'm adding a bunch of dates for Reiki healing. I'm so excited to be just offering more sessions. I'm subletting uh, my teacher and healer Cindy's location. So time slots are definitely limited, but I was able to add a few for September. Uh, So I'm really, really excited about that. And then we'll continue to be adding through the months. I think probably a little bit month by month or two or bi-monthly for now. And I also am opening more slots for my one-on-one vitality coaching program. So this is usually a three to six months minimum program. And, you know, you can also, you don't have to commit to that timeline. The reason I really suggest that timeline is because it does take a little bit of time for change to happen. And those are like usually weekly or bi-weekly sessions. And we can work on a lot of different things from career transitions to starting your own business to navigating relationships and what's going on in your couple to self-worth wounds and just connecting back to yourself, to loving yourself, working with creating new healthy habits and changing your lifestyle. Or even exploring if you're having, you know, things like gut health issues or migraines, what are some of the things that we can start doing to help you unlock your vitality and feel your best self? So I know it's a variety of things. And this is why I did a holistic health coaching certification, because we really look at um, the person as a whole. So, you know, migraines, if they happen every day at 3 p.m., might be telling you something Um, versus, yeah, some of the things that sometimes we talk about career things and actually the reason energetically something isn't moving forward is because we feel stuck in our relationship. Just, you know, citing some things and examples that I've seen. And it's really my pleasure to accompany you through that journey if that's something that you're looking to explore. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I wish you the most beautiful week and I'll see you next week. Bye.